Hey, if you want to support this podcast, go over to anchor.fm slash drive safe text when home. But what you could do totally free, go over to Apple podcast and give, give me a rating. Like, you know, like maybe like a simple five star and say, this is the greatest podcast on the planet. You know, just something like along those lines, that'd be sick. But yeah, it, it definitely helps go up in the charts and all that fun stuff. So please, if you could do that, that would be sick. Thank you and enjoy this episode. Okay, everyone, this is a podcast and I'm here with... Jihad Rubach from uh, 12-Gage Records. Oh, dude, oh man, I'm... Dude, okay, well, first off, I'm just stoked that I was like... Like, Robbie was able to hook this up. Like, I was just like... Because like, I, I, I always thought it would be really cool. And he was like, dude, I think you should talk to him. I was like, oh, sick, okay, cool. And then he just gave me your email. And I was just... I'm just stoked, dude. This is so cool. Totally, same, same here. I, I had a chance to go back to some of the old podcasts that you've done, and, and and I'm really excited to chat with you. Oh, dude! Oh, it's dude. That, that that's like that's like one of the coolest things to hear. Like, I'm always stoked to like know that any like I I love that there's like a catalog that someone can just dive into. Like, so th- well, thank you. That's really fucking cool. <laughs> Absolutely, totally, dude. And like, so like right off the bat, like I wanted to know like what made you even want to start like 12 gauge like that like to me like starting a record label seems like crazy and like awesome and it just seems like you started in like the perfect time in 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 my eyes but like yeah what made you want to start it dude sure sure um so I, i guess this goes back to like my teenage years at this point right so uh, for the record, I started 12 Gauge right when I turned 18, oh, uh, and this was back in 2004. Um, so 12 Gauge is 17 years old now. Wow. Um, so the years kind of leading up to that, like, you know, when I was like 15 or so, I started to get into like local music and, you know, more and more like hardcore and metalcore and, and, and kind of whatever was available. And um, that kind of led to me booking shows like actually like at my high school. Um, so I'd bring these like. I'd, I'd get like pretty cool local bands to play and like people would come out and it was definitely like the first like of its kind thing that happened and um like we got some really like heavy bands like really heavy like grindy bands and death metal bands and it was definitely like extreme for the school and extreme for kind of like being so new and like first of its kind kind of but um i don't know so i started that that led to like booking shows at the local scene and like i don't know i just i've always had a knack for like making things happen and like being involved and like being a part of the production and so cool. um like so i i would do show i would put on shows i would contribute to like local zines i had kind of my own online zine that i was doing like you know show reviews and album reviews it was pretty shitty writing but like <laughs> you know just something that like I, I wanted to do and i wanted to feel involved and like that led to like you know that led to me kind of feeling like um, maybe the next thing would be a record label, and 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 maybe that w- that came from the fact that I was like infatuated with the concept of a record label to begin with. Like, yeah. you know, like my first thing when I bought a new CD at the time, you know, it would be like to go to the liner notes, see like who put it out, and like kind of start to figure out that like, whoa, certain record labels do really cool things and like kind of have their own identity, and. Um, so that that kind of just started it. I, I toyed around with the idea for a long time, and um, the the first release I put out was actually the with Rob and Heavy Heavy Lolo, and that just kind of happened just based on the fact that they were kicking ass at the time <laughs> in the local scene, um, and like I, I thought it was a long shot, but like like I do with many of the like bands I pitch, but okay. um, you know they were they were down, and and it was very much like a joint partnership and. Uh, an effort like you know R- rob put together a lot of the cds i put together a lot of it like we split them and we spent a lot of time like together putting them together um oh, cool. the singer the, the second singer at the time matthew coddle um worked at a print shop so he did all the like fancy print work and oh, i don't know cool. if you've ever seen quartzite seeds but like it's printed on really nice paper with like silver ink and there was like an o card for the cd um like it was really nice packaging and so for, for that to be kind of our first released together was really cool and that 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 really kick-started everything wow dude that's so cool because like i think i might have like because i bought uh the uh the movie thing that uh heavy heavy lolo did and i think yeah. he in, in included like some some of them had like some of the original stuff and like i got one and i was like whoa dude yeah that totally makes sense like especially like coming out of the gates like with like crazy stuff like i guarantee you people were like dude this label's already kicking ass dude that's so totally, sick. yeah rob also like kind of fucked around a little bit with i'm allowed to curse i'm sure yeah of oh, yeah course, of course yeah. yes <laughs> um, Ro- rob um 
I don't remember. So I guess I think once we put them all together, Rob and Matthew took them to, I guess, Matthew's shop and shrink wrap them or something like wow. that. But um, they messed around with a couple. So there was one with like a razor in it. I think they put like condoms and other ones, <laughs> and, like, you know, just stupid shit. But like, uh, it, it was funny for us at the time. <laughs> Dude, that's so awesome. Like, I, I can't remember if I, I heard, heard the, the same thing, but like, uh, didn't they put like different CDs in some of them? Like straight up, like I thought they put like Corn's first record in a couple of them or something like that. That, that, that honestly, that doesn't surprise me. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, it's so so long ago now, but yeah, that that definitely makes sense, <laughs> dude. That's so sick. And like, like what you were saying is like knowing that you like just knowing that you wanted to be involved is so sick, dude. Like, I love I love that. Like, like just knowing that you wanted to like have your hand in it was, is the coolest thing. And I, I feel like we need like more people like that, like that, like d- it doesn't matter what it is. They are just like, dude, I just want to help or do something to like do all sure. this stuff. I love that dude. For sure. I, I, I'm, I'm very kind of business oriented also. Right. And that, that obviously like helps here. Like I, I, I kind of just have a knack for it and like kind of a, kind of a mind for it. Okay. Um, and yeah. And, and, and like, you know, that coupled with like a, uh, a, a nice dose of like heavy anti like capitalism the capitalist like values i'm I'm able to kind of run my label in a way that like um is very fair and kind of like honest and upfront and transparent and everything dude and that's that's exactly honestly that's the that's in my head would be the perfect label to be on just because like dude you want you want that you don't want people like yeah well we're gonna hide this from you and then take all your money like like it's just like, for sure yeah i love i love the way you you work already like it just it just sick dude i it's dude you're just a cool dude this is fucking dope dude <laughs> thank you thank you i appreciate it thank of you of course man and like and like going back to like the the like how you were looking at like re- like before starting it like you were looking at like liner notes and all that in like I am bummed out. Like that is such almost like a lost cause nowadays, just because mm-hmm. like now it's just on Spotify or like you have it on, on there and they'll, they'll thank a couple bands on like Instagram. But like, I love being able to open up a record or, or a CD and be able to like see the thank yous. Like that has made me found, find so many good bands and it's such a bummer that it's so gone now. Totally. Totally. Like uh, you mentioned the thank yous. I, I forgot about that, but like, that's also a way to like find out about other related bands in many yeah. ways. Right. Like, like, Oh, Whoa, they're thinking, you know, this band, I haven't heard of them. Who are they? Yeah, dude. Like, uh, it, it, it just, I miss that so much. And like, no matter like that, we like on all, like all of my bands releases, like we just do that just because it's like, dude, even if no one reads it, like we love knowing that we did it. Like we're, we're like, we love numbering everything hand, like by hand and like all that stuff. Cool. It's just, yeah. Just, just anything that makes it like different is just going to be like, Oh dude, this is cool. But like, dude, like with, with you starting it, like, did you ever play music of your own? I, I, I so like, I've I've played music, but I'm not a musician. Basically, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like I've I've been in ba- I've played bass in two bands, and um, oh, okay, they're not b- bands worth talking about much. But um, <laughs> like one one of them, like I remember one of them, I I, I remember uh, showing up to band practice, and and I was in it with my really good friend at the time, or he's just still been my really good friend, Tony, and um, these kind of other guys, the scene guys, and so he he pulls me aside and he's like, "Hey, man, I overheard them saying that the only reason they keep you around." is because everybody loves you and you can get shows easily oh, uh, and you book man. them, you know? So I was like, all right, Tony, I'm about to go like, you know, tell them to fuck off and quit this band. You're going <laughs> to join me? And he's like, hey, would you mind if I stuck around a little longer? I'm having a lot of fun with the band. I was like, yeah, no, no, it's fine. Go ahead. Stay. Uh, but yeah, I, I walked over and I'm like, hey, screw you guys. I'm out. Um, wow. But, um, I, I, I played in another band after that, that like I, I was maybe a little bit more creative in, like, you know, more involved in. Yeah. Uh, and that was more of like a hardcore band, like a tough guy hardcore band. And, and that, that was fun. Um, and that one was, is one that I'm, I'm more proud of, but yeah, it's, it's nothing more than a demo. Oh, okay. Well that, no, that, that's totally fine. But like, yeah, dude, like knowing that like people just wanted you in the band just for that is such a dude, that's so wrong. Like, dude, like, yeah. dude, <laughs> it's no, <all> good. <laughs> yeah. so, it's stupid, man. People suck, dude. Like, mm-hmm. dude. And then, okay. So like with, with the label and everything, like, is there like a specific thing that you like doing the most? Is it like, like creating the vinyl or just even asking the bands or like, like what do you like doing the most about it? Yeah. I I like, um, I like when bands come to me um, 
they're excited to work with me. Like they picked me for a reason, right? And and, and they come to me er- early on in the process to where I'm involved. And I can also kind of c- contribute the, the stuff that I'm, I'm good at now, right? Which is kind of like rollout, timelines, you know, what does and doesn't work and stuff. But my, my favorite part is being involved in those projects from beginning to end. Uh, being a part of 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 the aesthetic, being a part of kind of like how we roll it out, how we're gonna like uh, uh, um, design it, and 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 kind of what everything all in, is entailed. Um, that's kind of where I shine the most. Um, yeah, it, all all the different components they are just what they are, right? There's a bunch of emailing basically, yeah. right? Some meetings yeah. and such, and and then like a bunch of bills you have to pay. But um, the fun part is kind of like contributing to like uh, uh, how exactly like a record might come out. Oh, dude, I like that because like in my head, I've always been under the impression of like, just like have everything finished and then bring it to the label. But like, I like knowing that you want to like be a part because that's the best part. Like you get to like help a band, like be like, oh, dude, this would be like actually like maybe smarter this way or do something like that. Dude, that is such a dude. That's so sick because like it makes me like, oh, dude, that's so awesome. That's exactly what I like to hear. Totally. I mean, there's also like, um, uh, it, it may be that they were, let's say, like they had a budget for the recording. And so they did it with the budget. And uh-huh. maybe if we had talked earlier, I would have been able to like, you know, like pass that, uh, that issue. Right. And we would have done maybe more with it or like there's certain like there's many reasons why it makes sense to like kind of contact me early or have me involved in the process early. Oh, dude, that's cool. That, that, no, that totally makes sense. And like, I've never thought about it that way. Be- like, that, dude, that. That is insane. Like that is, dude, man, you're you're blowing my mind right now. That's so sick, dude. Well, I, I, I guess to put it t- differently is like I, I I try not to cut any corners, and 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 so like I, I think that's one of the benefits that you'll get with me is that like I'm not very like kind of like financially strained, uh-huh. um, and and so as a result we're able to kind of do what we want to do as long as it makes sense to do right. Yeah. Uh, without without kind of being limited. Oh, dude, that's sick. That is, dude, th- that makes the most sense ever. Like that is. Dude, that makes oh man, I'm not kidding. That that's just so that's it, it's so cool to hear because I've never heard I because like it's what I've I'm st- so stoked about this is that I've never talked to anyone that actually owns a label and this is this is such a like a new thing for me and I'm I'm just like stoked to be able to hear like 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 the ins and outs of it, dude. It's 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 so cool like to learn this type of stuff, man. Yeah, no, for sure. The, I, I, I tell I tell basically nobody that I own a label, um, just because everybody thinks that means that I run a record, like a recording studio, yep. and I produce bands, and uh, it's just it's gotten too tiring to explain, and it just yeah, no one cares, and it's too small of a label, and like, but um, those who do get it, it's it's nice to talk to about. Dude, no, exactly, and and, and it's so funny that you bring uh, you talk about like how like honestly, it's 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 one of those things where when you're talking about something you like. Like ninety nine percent of the time, people are not gonna give a shit, and I hate that because it's like, dude, like, like I'll go to, I would go to work, and they would be like, oh, like, what'd you do this weekend? I'd be like, oh, I played a show, it was really cool, and yeah, you could tell that they're not interested. So then I flip the script and say like, hey, what'd you do? And they're like, oh, I went to like Vegas, did all this shit, and I'm like, okay, clearly everything I just said went in one ear and out the other. So <laughs> yeah, dude, I've I've stopped telling anyone that I play music just because it's like, dude, no one's gonna care, and I ha- I hate that so much dude totally totally and then when we talk about like you know us being in let's say like the this the sub genres of like that are more uh, obscure right yep. to, to mainstream right and then you're like yeah you have to explain it as like hard rock or something like heavy metal or <laughs> dude, like yeah it's so true like like uh my, like my best friend always says like uh says he he's like oh you're in a band i'm like he's like yeah and he was he was like what is it is it like 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 uh, a day to remember it's like no imagine like, or no th- if they don't know metal at all he's like do you know like rise against he's like yeah it's like okay well imagine the screaming parts like just on played on fast forward it's like oh <laughs> shit. Nice. dude yeah like i was like that's perfect because like everyone knows rise against and they, they've heard that so like yeah dude i love that like i totally know what you mean dude dude and, and then um also like since you started so you started back in 2004 then or, or around 2004. There? Oh, yeah, dude, that's so cool. Like, so how, how? Okay, so at this point, how has like has it really changed a whole lot of like releasing things like from then till now? Totally, my gosh, yeah, it's <laughs> um completely different world. Um, oh wow, I could talk about this forever, right? But like, 
the current so l- let me first talk about like what it was like back then right Perfect. and then i'll I'll, contra- I'll contrast that with what it's like today so Sick. so back then you know you 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 talk to some band they they're interested in doing something you, you know they'll get in the studio in the next couple of weeks or months or whatever uh, everything's kind of still more affordable. Uh, at the time, it was like CD and maybe vinyl, right? If you okay. make CD, it'll be like four to five weeks. If you make vinyl, it'll be like two months, right? Oh, okay. Uh, wow. pri- pricing all kind of made sense. You get it, you know, domestically made maybe, and uh, you can launch pre-orders and you know, right when you kind of have the release, and so you're kind of funding everything as it goes, right? Um, okay. Uh, not a lot of like overhead in terms of like all the social media at the time, right? All we had maybe was MySpace and th- there was a lot more maybe on the street kind of promotion. Like I, I used to print up flyers and go to like all my local record stores and put them up and so um, go to shows and leave flyers places and put them up and stuff. But um, now nowadays you're talking about like, you know, it, 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 just a completely different market, right? There's tons more labels, tons more bands. There's an insanely like high demand for tapes and vinyl. Yeah. But, but bo- both of which at this point are completely like backed up. Um, vi- vinyl, like, you know, the, the, the current estimate on average is going to be somewhere between nine to 12 months at the plant um, for, for, for you to get them back. And, and I think what's important to keep in mind there is that like, that's not nine to 12 months of the project, right? So like if you handed me a recording today, you know, it'll take us a couple of weeks to put everything in the right templates and submit it and answer all the questions. And then, you know, maybe it's 12 months from that point, but then it needs to get on a ship because right now air, air mail is like extremely expensive. So it gets on a ship for four to five weeks. So you're really getting it plus one month later, Whoa. your distributor. Yeah. Your distributor needs two weeks notice because they need to be able to ship it out the stores. So that's <laughs> another plus half a month right so you're, you're you're talking about like you know like this solid 12 plus month process from handing me a record which probably took you one to two months to write and record right so it, it's just a different world and and well, i mean this this is assuming you're vinyl based like vinyl, yeah. vinyl is my my primary domain i yeah. i at, at least up until recently like i gated the release of a record on vinyl being on hand right and that's i think maybe i guess like to answer your question in a more concrete way one of the more significant changes that we have now compared to putting stuff out back back in the day is with these delays you're you're forced to have to rethink putting the record out when the vinyl is ready. Cause at the same time, it's like, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're letting really cool music waste, right? Just yeah. kind of sit there doing nothing. So can we put out the digital first, you know, you know, is it, is a tape and digital first and, you know, a, a vinyl later. Okay. And I think for the most part for, for bands that have a following and for bands that, you know, let's say have more of a higher confidence in, in getting rid of the, the records you buy, um, that's okay to do, right? They'll people will buy the the they'll listen to the record when it comes out digitally. When it's when it's on vinyl, finally they'll buy it, right? Yeah. But if you're if you're trying to grow bands, smaller bands, right? And you and and you don't know much about like whether that demand's going to necessarily be there. You're you're sort of in a different place, right? Yeah. It becomes it becomes harder, and so you're you're not sure. You're you you tend to maybe want to say like wait, let's wait till we have it all so that when we put out the digital and people are excited about it, we can, you know, make, make sure that they have that opportunity to buy the vinyl before they basically maybe forget about it, right? Yeah. Dude, like, no, that makes sense because, like, I've I've always, like, if I, I, I would, I, I love the idea of having that vinyl in hand and, like, like I think, like, the idea of, like, pre-orders is, like, like the bridging the gap slightly but like even even then like you're like if you say like yo this is the pre-order and this is what it's going to look like dude the plant could totally like it's not that the plant it's the plant's fault maybe just like the 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 visuals of like the the pre-made one on like photoshop just looks totally different than a real one and like totally actually i i can give you a real example i'm not it's not it's nothing weird to say right with the bone cutter seven inch right so bone cutter actually bone cutter is an example of this we decided to put out the digital and the tape yeah and a bunch of merch uh, on uh, April 23rd, and we said, let the vinyl you know, timeline be the vinyl timeline. It was, A, extremely uncertain. We had no confidence whatsoever in when they'd be ready. So okay. for, for what it's worth, the original timeline for Bonecutter vinyl was April. 
then it became July, then it became <laughs> September. Oh and, God. you know, n- now I guess it's September, maybe like, I, <laughs> but keep in mind, September means plus four weeks for shipping plus two weeks for the distributor, right? So September really <laughs> means October 15, you know, what I'm, <laughs> you know, but, but um, with the bone cutter vinyl, we decided to really go all out with the, with the packaging. Sick. So we upgraded the, yeah, we upgraded the like jacket paper stock to be really thick and like nice finishing. Oh, cool. We, um, we did an eight-page booklet for the lyrics. Oh, what? We did, um, yeah, an 18 by 24 poster that's folded. Uh, and five, yeah, five different really crazy kind of variants of color vinyl. And, and so that, that all comes in this, like, really nice package, seven-inch. Um, you know, it, it won't cost like a normal seven-inch, but it's going to be a really cool kind of collector's item. Yeah. But, but so back to your point, right, like a, a record like that, it's really hard to, like, show you what what you're getting right yeah. so part of me really really wants to wait till they're all here and i take a bunch of really amazing photos and people can like see what they're buying right yeah but that that delays it for everybody and everyone's eager right so you, you i have to balance that with with just getting it out there right and just like you know pe- have, trusting that people will believe me when i say it's going to be awesome yeah, no, dude, honestly, right there, like, makes me insanely stoked. Like, I didn't know there was going to be, like, five different variants. To me, I was, like, normal, like, the norm- normality is, like, three or something like that. And then I'm that guy that buys all three. And, like, uh, but, like, yeah, yeah like, I, I love, I, dude. And you know what's funny is that I just did uh, an interview with, uh, I don't know if you know of the old band Secretary. Like, I, I talked to the vocalist, and he, oh. he he was, uh he's all about, like, he's a v- huge vinyl person, too. Like, and he he's all about packaging. He's like, yeah, vinyl variants are really cool and, like, all that stuff. But, like, like you they've done everything at this point. They've pressed, like, literal physical objects into it. Like, now it's all about packaging for me. And I'm like, oh, dude, I never thought about that. And like you reiterating it basically right now makes it like, damn, I want really cool packaging next time. That makes it like, I don't know. It just puts another layer on top of like that record being cool. Uh, and it, yeah, it, it's nice to hold it in your hands and yes. feel that it's you know worth what you paid for as well as just kind of like, the way I look at it is I, I kind of have one shot at like archiving this thing, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so I want to do it right. And so there's been times when the jacket comes back and I'm kind of disappointed in it. And it, you know, it, it, I think the disappointment is something that like, I, I feel just cause I'm so damn invested in these things. Right. But um, I think the average person wouldn't notice it per se. Right. Yeah. But um, there's, there's times when I'm like, ah, I wish I had another shot at doing this, you know? Yep. Um, but, but um, yeah, it is what it is. You just move on, you learn and you move on. Yeah, dude, exactly. And then yeah, whatever you learn, you'd use it on the next one. Dude, I, I love that. Exactly. That's, yeah, exactly. It, it's perfect, dude. And like one one thing I wanted to uh, like talk about is since like you like your first release was courtside seats, and then how did it feel like re releasing it like like fifteen years later on vinyl? Yeah, that was cool. That was that was so um we so this was kind of this this so this project was one that was much like kind of bone cutter talk, talked a lot about and um uh, you know, we, we talk about it, we're like, yeah, let's do it. And then it just kind of dies out. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I think I, I think if I recall correctly, um, it was my wedding and uh, it was in New York and uh, uh, Rue and Rob came out. And uh, I think the three of us were hanging out um, the nights before it. And I said, like, hey, let's let's finally do this. All right. Like, I'm ready to go honeymoon. And we're putting this out. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Next, next thing you know, I needed like another year. But um, <laughs> <laughs> when we finally did it, like it was received extremely well, it was probably, you know, it guaranteed to be like the most, the fastest I've sold as many records as I did. Oh, that, no that way. Was just, yeah, that, that was like, I don't remember the numbers, but I, I think we sold 500 in two or three hours. <laughs> Dude, and I, and so my, my, my mind was my blown. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was like, holy shit. We, we actually made more. We, we, we didn't want it to be this, like, this is it. And like, you can't, you know, if, if you want it too bad to go pay, you know, 150 on Discogs for yep. it. So we, we pressed, we pressed, I think 250 more right away. And, and th- those all, all, all went too. So um, I, I like kind of knowing that like everyone who wanted one had a chance and it doesn't have to be this like flippers market, which kind of pisses me off. Yeah, no dude, 100%. Like, like, I don't know. I, I bet you. I bet you've seen like you. Do you know the whole like wax vessel scene? Uh, yeah, totally. I'm. I'm. I'm uh, they just did actually. Uh, 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 they put out a vinyl for a CD I put out way back in the day. Oh wait, no way. Which which CD? 
A Dead Will Rise? No, dude, that's so sick. Totally. So they 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 um they just put out it was like Entrepreneur the EP yeah. I put out as well as a couple other tracks and uh uh yeah I'm, I'm supposed to be getting one of the the band variants actually I'm excited oh, about it. Si- oh dude and like the way he, like all of his stuff like those band variants are usually like the the craziest cool variants anyways like but really dude, cool. oh yeah dude it's it's like because I I fell into them because like like I was. I don't know. I just love. I I found out so many bands through them. But like, yeah, dude. Like I, like like the, the the like just the reason I bring it up is because of like the resale value on those things. Like some of the like there's a record that he's put out that's like worth like will will sell for like a thousand to twelve hundred dollars. Like, and I'm like, holy crap, what? That's insane, dude. It's unbelievable. So like, yeah, like when you say the resellers market, market, it like it pisses me off because it's like, dude, what if like. You really liked that band, though. Like, I just, mm. I just want a copy for like the normal price. Like, I don't want to have to pay like to sell like a, a used car for this. Like, that's terrible. Oh, totally. And he- here's something from my perspective, right? You put out something that's obviously like selling really well. Yeah. And you start to see people ordering two or three. Yeah. And you start to wonder, like, you know, are they ordering for their buddies, which is something that's very common, or are they just buying up a couple so they can sell them, right? Yeah. And so part part of me wants to be like one per person, but it's like ah. It's like I'm not here to police people. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm kill the cop inside your head, right? Yeah. <laughs> this, if if you're a scalper, like karma's a bitch. It's gonna get you. Yeah. You know, if you're not a scalper and you're respectful and you're collecting for your buddies, hell yeah. Like I hope you end up getting an extra thing in your package. You know? Yeah, dude. Yes. Ex- think. Fuck yes, dude. Like that's that's me. Like like as soon as I saw courtside seats, I bought all three variants just because like I love oh, heavy yeah. low and like and that's that's also different from like three of the same or like of, of exactly. like you know when when there isn't even a variant or whatever. Like yeah, totally. Dude, no, exactly. Like and like I I, I was just I've I've loved heavy low forever and like and knowing that they were putting that out, I was like oh dude no fucking way. So like yeah, I had to get all three just because like I'm a huge collector of like that band and like just i i like i just having the huge variant collection was always really cool to me even though it like stabs the bank very terribly most of the time but totally (laughs) that's also such a great way to support the label by the way like what you're describing like buying all three variants as one person is like it's it's such a cool thing when people do that like i totally appreciate it like it it helps me it helps me obviously and and you get all collections right and 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 yeah that's cool it's nice dude Dude, I, and you know what's funny is I never thought about it that way because, like, dude, you have just humanized a label for me. <laughs> like, like that is so cool. Like, I've yeah, ne- I mean, I mean, m- maybe it's because my stuff isn't that high in demand, right? <laughs> and so, like, I do have extras, and and I appreciate when people buy them up, right? So, dude. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. That that's awesome, man. Like, I. Yeah, I now now knowing when I'm I'm get, buy, buying a record, like I know now that I'm actually helping a label and like how you said like you were like, yeah, my label's not like the biggest in my head. Like I've heard of Twelve Gauge forever and thought it was like huge, and like it's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, of course, dude. And like I've always, and also, also actually like right off the bat, like what made you want to name it Twelve Gauge? Like that to me is is it, is it just like a shotgun or just like like it I. It's such a fucking cool name. I've always loved that. It name. is. It is such a cool name. And I, I knew <laughs> yeah, you would yeah. ask, but I. I don't know. I don't remember. I. I. I don't remember. Oh. I, wow. I really don't. I remember like making like graphics when I was first thinking about the name, right? But yeah. um, no clue how it happened. No clue. Wow, dude. That's dude. That's all. Well, hey, it, it doesn't matter because of how cool it is. <laughs> like. Yeah, no, it, it is. I look. I mean, if you think about it, like at the time the time uh, there were a lot of kind of like labels and bands that kind of had that imagery right like, like m- more so on like let's say like the straight edge side like throwdown and like uh, uh, i can't think of like specific examples off the top of my head but like you know brass knuckles and, and, yep. and violence was, was was very cool at the time you know i i, I can't stand it now but, but yep. at that time like it was cool to be aggro and yep. like you know uh, uh violent right <laughs> Yeah, but no, I don't know. It, it's a definitely a cool name, though. I'm I'm stoked I have it, dude. And and also, right there is even cooler that like you still like it because I know like ninety percent of the time when people start bands and like they're like, oh fuck, dude, I've had this band name forever. I I hate it. And like to me, I think twelve gauge is always like gonna be a cool thing. Like 
because I re- I remember finding about finding about that label and then at their, about the same time finding out the band like Twelve Gauge Valentine and I at first I was like I I I was like very ignorant and I was like is this the same thing like I don't understand this and like but like yeah dude like <laughs> I just thought the name Twelve Gauge was so fucking cool. Thank you thank you. Yeah, Rob's <laughs> stepdad calls it Shotgun Records. <laughs> dude, that's so good. <laughs> dude shot that's that's perfect dude same thing right <laughs> dude and so like wow okay so i like i saw that like did you would like sam pura start a, la- a label for a little while called family drugs yeah that's right so i i don't even remember what year that was but um Sam has been a long friend of mine forever sam recorded one of my old bands oh no way like, you know, that's yeah sad. yeah um in fact, I remember that recording because uh, this, the the singer did the uh, recorded the bass for me. Oh, what? Really? <laughs> yeah, they they would not let me do it. <laughs> oh, damn! That's messed up. <laughs> Looking back at it now, it was maybe slightly abusive. But anyway, <laughs> forgetting all that, Sam and I go a long way back, and like you know, he he and I are both very kind of business minded, and we like to like think up ideas. And at the time, we were doing. A lot of different things. Like we did this thing called the waiting room, where yes. uh, we, we yeah we would bring bands. Uh, that that was Sam and I's idea. They, oh they, no They kind of took it and did yeah yeah they they they, they kind of uh, yeah and made it a, a bigger kind of production with a lot of larger bands. And I kind of stepped back, but that at, at first that was one of you know I was definitely like a co-founder of that. Oh cool. Um, and and kind of along those same lines of like Sam and I kind of thinking up cool things to do. Uh, we we thought about family drugs, where basically like. He does what he does, and I do what I do. He'll record the band, and I'll put it out. And so, oh. um, you know, but we we put it out, but I'll do all that aspects of it. And so we did, um, we did the No Sir record, and we did the Self Defense Family record. And and after that, we kind of, I don't know, it, it was both both got busy. And and it, it's funny, I I went back to talking or to listening to the episode you did with Sam. Oh, okay. Sam talked. Yeah, Sam at the, in the episode talks a lot about like his intuition and just kind of doing what his intuition does. Yeah, I think bo- both of our intuition like wanted to do more family drugs, but just couldn't find the right time. It it, it was clearly something that required more of our time and um, probably not enough worth like spending. No, no, and that totally makes sense. Like, like that, like yeah, because you guys are both getting busy on two different ends, and like if yeah, right. to get synced, synced up with that could be very difficult. So no, that totally makes totally. sense, dude. I, I will say though, like between Family Drugs and Twelve Gauge, I I can't decide which name I like more. Oh, dude, I know, dude. Like they're like it's so cool because I I love Twelve Gauge, but like when I saw Family Drugs, I was like, dude, that's that's a great name. <laughs> yeah, dude, and then also. Like you're a, are are you a subsidiary of Deathwish technically? No, 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 uh, no, not at all. Um, oh, okay, I, I'm no, I'm I'm so I'm just a a label that's exclusively distributed by Deathwish Direct, which is the oh. distribution arm of Deathwish. Um, I've 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 grown to have a beautiful relationship with them, and 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 we definitely like get really or get along really well. But uh, no, not not a subsidiary. I'm I'm definitely my own thing. Oh, sick, dude! That, that's cool. That said, that, that, actually, that said, I'd love to take an opportunity to mention the role that they play in all this. And so, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yes, this is a one-person label, but there's no way in hell I could do it without the folks at Deathwish. There's like four or five people who, like, basically are part of the day-to-day operation in one way or another, right? And um, and that's amazing, right? They 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 do my store, they do all of my 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 wholesale and my distro stuff. Wow! And 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 it's becoming more more and more now, and 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 that's something that I'm super grateful for. Uh, and that's something that, that that's helped that's allowed me to kind of focus on on, on kind of like the day-to-day of the label operations um, and, and and kind of like finding the bands finding the like the deciding on the rollout strategy and all that kind of stuff building up stuff um, uh, and, and kind of relying on them to do all the stuff behind the scenes and, and, and kind of help me with that so yeah that that's that's kind of been a really cool relationship um, that, that I'm really proud of that no that's awesome dude and like and like knowing that it's like like you said like a, like a one man operation like that's that, that that to me is even cooler like you're you, you, it's it's you and i like it's just that i don't i i don't know how to explain it but that just is so badass <laughs> For sure, for sure, um, and 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 I've had other help, right? Like I've had like my my parents when when I was living with them um, way back in the early days. I would also screen print things in the garage, and so like this the shirt you bought off me was one I screen printed, and so oh, my my dad 
my dad learned to screen print and he, he so then he started to tell me like hey why don't you focus on college and let me let me do the screen printing and so it, it honestly got to the point where basically my parents were running the online store a hundred percent and I was yeah and I was going to school working at a restaurant and um, running the like kind of day-to-day operations as well so I think I guess like from the very early days I've been sort of relieved of the mail order bit I've definitely done mail order at many many periods and I'm I've sent many 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 probably months worth of time inside post offices but um <laughs> but um it, it, it's it's nice to kind of uh, focus on the ANR aspect and kind of l- learning about how to develop the business as a business more too so you know we, we talk about it like running in a very fair way but yeah. I, I'm trying to also make sure that it's fair to everybody right like it, it it keeps the label running and it gives everybody their fair share Dude, that's awesome. And, and and dude, like going back to your parents like helping you with that, like that is that's so cool, dude. Like that is something that like I like I I feel like a lot of people would like like it's just like when you tell your parents you're in a band, they're like, "Oh, great." Like and like unless they've been in music, they're like, "Oh, okay, cool." And like like so I feel like that would be like in the same vein of saying starting a record label, a lot of people, well, I bet they'd be like, "Oh, man, you're going to be making millions and like all this stuff." But like 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 that I feel like knowing that they were willing to help you is like like the like the truest form of like nice niceness or whatever that is so totally. fucking cool dude totally it's like there's been times that I was in class and so like a band would come over to pick them up from my dad like I, I think like Alcatraz and Arsonist get all the girls and like so many <laughs> bands would just kind of like swing by on, on on like the night that they're leaving on like an overnight drive and um, yeah, it, it's funny. <laughs> that's so, dude. That's so awesome. So, like, bands like even knew your parents. That's so sick, dude. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely, many have met them. Yeah, <laughs> dude. And like, also, like with your like your whole roster is so sick. Like, is like, and then Thank also, you. also, I saw on your uh, like your website it says no two like releases will sound alike due to not wanting to follow a template. Dude, fuck yes. Like that is like that's perfect, dude. Like, I I I love that because I. I don't know, like to, to, the, the eclecticity, or if I'm saying that correct, I know the word, but I don't know if I'm using it correct. But like the difference of everything is like, I feel will we'll draw a lot more people in and then that will distribute it them between other bands that they may, may have not found. I love that. That's such a cool like idea. Yeah, like so not so much right what ends up happening is people kind of come in buy their record and go and they end up not seeing the label as much because they don't see it as like a label that does that one sound over and over and over again right to where you could kind of not in a bad way i don't i i mean that in a bad way but like a a label that's very focused on a certain sound right like uh 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 and so anyway, as a result, like, I feel like a lot of people are very, like, let's say passive customers, right? That and makes so sense. lately what's been happening over the last two, three years is I've kind of, and, well, so setting that aside. So there's the passive c- customers just kind of in response to what you said. But then to talk about kind of like the diversity of the roster and the, and the discography of it, I, a lot of that is because the label is me. Yeah. And me, you know, and I evolve over time, you know, I, I, I changed my kind of what I'm into at the time. Like uh, in the beginning, you see kind of a lot of like uh, the first few releases were like, you know, Sabretooth or, or uh, sorry, Set It Straight, Where Eagles Dare, like Your Last Breath, Heavy, Heavy, Low, Low, Hoods. Yeah. Um, then I went into this kind of phase with a lot of Sabretooth records. And I even did a couple of like deathcore bands like War From A Harlot's Mouth and Molotov Solution and yeah. Dead Will Rise, yeah. right? And so it, it definitely like evolves over time on the spectrum of hardcore. I, 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 I use hardcore very kind of loosely. And then I'm, yeah. I'm, and that's just kind of how I see all these genres, subgenres. But, um, you know, and the last maybe three, four years ago when I kind of, after about a year or two pause, I reignited the label and it reignited from a split that I put out for uh, Frail Hands and Ghost Spirit, which were two newer bands doing, you know, a, a, a variant of Screamo that's much like the kind of 90s style, right? That yeah. I 
grew up loving. And so that really reinvigorated my love for that genre. And I, I just somehow was able to kind of catch on to some form of momentum that allowed me to you know, work with more and more bands over that time. Shin Guard, For Your Health, right? Uh, Ghost Spirit, Frail Hands, over and over, kind of. Uh, and, and, and that's been really cool. So then that, that went to like Thin and World Peace. And uh, the label kind of took a new form, uh, took on a new, like a new f- form of life in a way. And, and, and that is in a more let's say contained set of subgenres, and so i think for the first time ever i am getting a little bit of a following and it's like such a foreign feeling for me when like i tweet something and people reply and they're like nice and i'm like holy cool like crap oh, that's sick. what it feels like you know it's cool and so i'm very very appreciative of that of that i, I never expected that and i still don't expect that but i appreciate it a lot dude okay right there that alone makes me just like you as a human fucking dope just like knowing that like you actually yeah dude like knowing that you were like like you i could tell you were like smiling when you said that like that like (laughs) it's genuine like you actually like dude i love that because that like if anyone ever says like oh your band's cool i'm like yeah right dude like it's just like i'm still (laughs) stoked but it's just like it's so you're it's so genuine and like that's that's what i love about this like you you're just genuinely stoked that if like, like knowing people are replying to you is like is such a huge thing that is dude i'm just really? i'm just stoked dude. for you that's so fucking dope dude, dude. no and i i i you know it, it does bring me that level of joy often like you know getting to getting to that point where that band says yes to putting out something or working together or like even like just like more formally like signing on for like multiple records yeah. like that is a feeling that like gets me super high like i i end up like partying that night and like my <laughs> wife and i will go celebrate and like we'll drink too much and, um <laughs> but like you know i like i because i get I, I just get giddy about it i i'm still very i'm, I'm it, it running this label comes from you know wanting to be involved and then that led to me being involved in bands that i admire respect and like i'm a fan of and that's that's a really great feeling like yeah it's it's really cool to be involved in that and be a part of it dude hell yes and like also like like right off the bat like i I know not i mean what i want to say is like dude you you mentioned thin and for your health for your health's record's great and i dude i i cannot get enough of thin like i love that record so much and i'm just they fit so well with you like oh dude i agreed i i agree a hundred yeah, and so you know, you heard that story, so I won't repeat it. Right, but like you know, <laughs> you know R- Rob passed them along, and I listened to that record you know, four or five times in a row, and it's just like, like this is what I'm looking for. You know, when I told <laughs> you about like the the label is a representation of me, it's just yeah. like this is where I'm at in my life, and this <laughs> is in many ways like the, it's the same. Like t- I could put it differently as like if I were a talented musician yeah. and I wanted to put out a record, like Dawn by Thin would have like totally like been like great representation of what I would have loved to do, you know, like, um, yeah, a- anyway, but so Thin, you know, Th- Thin uh, has another record that we're doing together. I, I can't share any more details yet, but we, <laughs> For you sure. know, it- it's, a, it's a split and it's a really cool split with another great band. Oh, um you know that'll probably not really be announced till later the, in the year since finals you know not not till next year but yeah. um yeah they also have a four-way split coming out um with a couple of other really cool bands and just this last weekend my wife and i drove upstate new york and uh, saw them uh play at a house show in like a log cabin i like, saw that yeah and basically the forest and, and it was such a fun time it was like <laughs> a, a really crazy thunderstorm came through and like it was pouring the whole time but everyone just kind of stood there anyway and like the the pit was just a mud pit and <laughs> um yeah that was actually believe it or not my first time uh, seeing thin live and, and they, <laughs> no they just ab- absolutely destroyed it it was amazing <laughs> dude that's so cool man like and like again you expressing like how much you like that band is like another reason why like that like you like that's the people those are the type of people that you would want to run a label is because it's like you want them to be like enthralled by the music that you're creating and like really? dude fuck yes like that's it really? <laughs> and like also like on your, out of your like whole roster is there a band that you like because I, I like asking people like if they've recorded or done something like this but like is there a band that you never thought you would be able to work with like that you were able to work with that that's an interesting question i mean like 
in in many ways like a, a lot of those were like that so like you oh, know, way back in the yeah way back in the early days I'm, I'm sure i felt that way it's just too too old for me to remember but I'm, I'm sure i felt that way about heavy heavy lolo yeah guaranteed that like when they replied back to my email i was giddy yeah uh, but, but w- one that i definitely remember was uh set it straight set it set it straight was this uh straight edge band from Reading that was just playing like a, a, a youth crew, positive hardcore. Uh, and, and they were doing so well. Everyone loved them. They were so good. And um, when they uh, agreed to let me put out the, their split with Weary Girls Dare, I was like super excited. And then I kind of made a pitch to put out their kind of like big debut LP, gatefold, everything fancy. And, 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 and when they like, you know, when they finally said yes, I, I remember just really kind of like being extra stoked on that um but but like yeah i mean it, it happens pretty much every time thin world peace world peace was huge for me i was like no way they like <laughs> a, a, a band like that cool would work with me and, and like they 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 were super cool about it too they're like we love 12 games the fact that we could be on the label of bands that we used to listen to growing up like for your health is another one like you know anytime i work with like bone cutter was another one right like i get that same joy every time so there there isn't it's like a which child do you like the most as a parent (laughs) honestly like it's it's hard like um all of them right exactly i'm I'm proud of all of them except one of them maybe (laughs) we won't get into that legal reasons we will not get into the one that i do not like (laughs) for sure dude that's amazing (laughs) dude so like like with that being said like do you have like one of the like most uh fun releases that you've ever been to work on like uh, do you have one in like that that really stands out to you um when 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 uh, Sabretooth Zombie put out they, we, we put out this LP of theirs it was it was also a gatefold double LP um I had a lot of fun with that just cuz like of of the time uh the time that it came out and kind of the nature of our relationship at the time like they would call me the sixth member of the band and, oh, sick. um we we got just crazy with that packaging actually like it goes back to packaging Heck we yeah. got like the reverse board um gatefold LP so like it looked like you know the kind of like the other side of the cardboard right like the kind of beigey color yeah um and we commissioned this like painting for the middle so when you open the gatefold from this tattoo artist who did one of their prior ones but it was like all like these five evil people like you know disney and like uh, palin and like a couple of (laughs) others like uh, around a fire and it was like i I don't know we we paid attention to every detail and i I remember like being extremely proud of that especially you know it, it being my my first and only uh, so far, uh, gatefold LP, like a proper double LP. Oh, sick, dude! Oh, yeah, and I, I feel like, yeah, w- working on something like that, especially your first one, has to be like, oh, dude, this is like, like in, and I was like, oh, I've been working for this one, like this. That, that's so really, fucking cool, dude. It's also like extremely expensive, so it's like it's one of those things where when, when you like kind of like chew it, right? You're like, holy crap! Like <laughs> I chewed off a lot there, you know? Or I, yeah, <laughs> dude. That's so sick, dude. Mm. So like has like so then you like you basically started 12 gauge as like a passion project and like and like has it like basically developed into your like your main like your main job? Uh I mean so I, I guess like yes and no. So um up until uh the end of April I was working in like a you know kind of high like high pressure corporate job in okay. a tech company um I, I was there for about 13 and a half years oh wow um, you know 12 gauge came before that but okay I guess like you know d- due to the nature of that job it, it was like a very demanding very kind of like d1 right but like due, due to that like 12 gauge was always kind of a, a, a side project of mine. And, okay. and, and um, it's not that I left, you know, that job to, to pursue 12 gauge as like a full-time thing either. Like, yeah. I don't necessarily know that it needs to be a full-time thing, but, um, but, but I am definitely playing a much more active role in it. And I'm, I'm, I'm going back to the very basics and I'm kind of filling in all the, the, the gaps. Right. So redoing all of like my accounting systems, redoing kind of like the way the structure of the deals work and the contracts and just like really kind of cleaning up shop so that it can run in a way that like can sustain itself right that's so cool. um yeah and and because uh, i also like you know at the same time i'm unemployed now and i can't afford for it to to lose money which to, you know to, to be very transparent it's, it's just the nature of being a 
kind of DIY hardcore label, but like, yeah. it's not, it's not really been a profitable thing. I don't like, I up until a couple of years, has it, had it ever been, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it, it's very inconsistent in that sense. It's, it's, it's surprisingly hard to break even on a record. You know, you, it has to be a well-established band that's going to sell the majority of them. You know, yeah. you, you got to sell 350 of the 500 to break even un- unless you're charging a lot for the record. It's everything is that balance. How much do I charge or how how much can I get away with charging for it to feel fair and for someone not to feel like they're being ripped off? Yeah. But it's also being fair to me. And then, you know, how many can I actually realistically sell? Oh, dude. You see, like, that's 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 awesome, dude, because like, yeah, it has to be fair on all ends for like because like I would I would feel bad selling like a like a record that's like fifty dollars, then you're like, well, it wasn't worth as much, but I need to make money. But like it's like you you always want to equate everything just because it's like, oh, but I don't want to gouge that dude that actually wants this record or but then it's totally. like, and, yeah, yeah. So, totally, totally. And what 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 is kind of behind that from like let's say like a numbers standpoint is basically like this like uh like a seesaw uh it's a balance that you have to play you know we can sort of like project that we can sell this many records yeah therefore it's okay for us to spend this much exactly but when you don't know that you kind of have to be a little bit conservative unless you're just loosey-goosey about it right (laughs) dude yeah no that totally makes sense dude like i i i I would like that. That's one of the things that I'd probably just jump right into the wrong way and be like, "Oh, I got this," and then it doesn't sell, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, because I mean, I mean, it, it, yeah, like, 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 exactly, because like, it's not a matter of like, can you have the money, or do I have the money, or sh- you know, it, it's it's should we spend the money? Exactly. You know? Does it does it make sense to spend it? Like, you know. And you have 20 grand for recording you can <laughs> should you definitely not like what you know that makes no sense we're not gonna ever do that right dude that's dude exactly that is so true dude that <laughs> i guess never say never if i'm hey i i welcome the day where a twenty thousand dollar budget for recording makes sense for me yeah <laughs> Dude, exactly. Oh my god, that's that's so perfect, dude. <laughs> dude, like, so out of like, I know I already asked you like the most fun release, but is there has there been like a favorite favorite release that you've been able to work on? And again, I know that's like choosing one of like the uh, kids that you own. Like, no, wow, that sounds terrible. Have not own, um, but like, yeah. Uh, yeah, but like, like, has there been like a favorite release that you that you've like that's like your favorite that you've done? Like maybe packaging or the vinyl color or something like that. So I look from from like from from that aspect, it probably that like that gatefold. Okay, but from, for sure. From from just like a like favorite standpoint, like I don't know. It's like I I've now just like I'm up up to like 52 releases now, right? Damn. Like th- there's there's phases of the label. There's of course you know there there about every like dozen records are kind of their a phase of their own in a way. And like there's you know a, a couple that stand out from each of those. Look, the, there's this one band. Um, Sabretooth Zombie from from California and, yeah. and and like this this band is just like I don't know how to describe them these five amazing people they're such good people who they play this like four like type of hardcore that kind of you know definitely draws influence from like Metallica and like that kind of stuff and like these riffs and yeah um uh like uh but so and you know we did i think nine records together and 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 that was just something kind of special right like to 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 do, to do so many records together and kind of like be involved every time you know we'd go to like they loved sampura so we'd all go to like sampura studio and spend the weekend and like they'd you know work all day and just like put it out and like it, it was like an honor to be a part of all of those because you know each of those had a huge record release show and there was a party and like it was cool to always like enjoy the fruits of your labor at the end as well, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's there's some stuff that stands out. Like I put out a, rec- a, a CD for this band Misericordium, which was this like oh yeah death yeah death metal band from Las Vegas, and like this album is like brutal, so heavy, and like the drummer is like. It, most people think it's a machine, but he's not. He's just <laughs> <That's> sick. <laughs> he's he's incredible. He's incredible. But but that that album was really cool to do, and that kind of like is 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 one that stands out to to me a lot. Um, there was this this band Throats from the UK. Oh, that dude, like, they're amazing. 
they're incredible, right? They yeah. like they're like you know like a, a mini converge in so many ways. But yes. like they, they, that doing that was super cool for me. Um, yeah, and then like there's <clears throat> other stuff like working with uh, Youth Funeral, which is um, Casey from. Uh, uh, he he was working at Death Wish at the time, which is how I I, I got with him, and and he, he he went on to do a lot of other stuff. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure he's in in Fiddlehead now, but oh wow. Um, yeah, but um, this is like really good screamo, and and I was like super stoked to kind of do that. And in fact, that that sort of like that's probably what reignited my love for it. And then when I got that later opportunity a year or two later to do the like Ghost Spirit and Frail Hand stuff, it was like yes, I want to do a lot more of this. Like I'm down to you know deep dive into it as, as as much as I can, and and I did, and I have been, and it's been really fun. Oh, dude, that's so cool, dude. Like again, like. You're 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 putting in all the like that footwork and it just that's so sick, dude. I love that. Like, and then, dude, one thing that I saw like that I was stoked on, like, how did it feel to wait raise that like twenty eight hundred dollars for the the human humanitarian aid like for Gaza? Dude, yeah. That's sick. <laughs> that blew my mind. I mean, like, that that was kind of an especially let's say like emotional period for me. Like, so I I, I am Palestinian and and and, and like. The cause of Palestine is something that like is extremely like close to my heart and yeah. like, pro- you know, it's like uh, also like, like in a way like b- bane of my existence is the wrong way to put it. But it's like it's like this thing that like makes my life shitty in a way because like I think about it all the time in a way and I and, and, and it just sucks. It's like this like, you know, hel- helpless feeling because yeah, yeah. N- nothing can really ever be done to properly do it justice. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's just like, this is not going to happen, you know? Yeah. Um, there was, um, you know, there was a lot of traction on social media for the first time I've ever experienced for Palestine. And now it's probably the first time in my life that I was like outright like publicly vocal about like my support for Palestine and kind of like my view on Israel as kind of a, a, a terrorist state, apartheid oh, wow. state. Uh, and, 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 and much of that is because of the fact that so many people were speaking up that I finally felt safe to do so. Oh, sick. Um, there's a other weird angle, which is it also happened after I left my job, my corporate job. And I also think that not being there it it helped me to be more vocal knowing i'm not there because i always wa- i always worried that like being vocal about this cause can potentially you know cause me trouble at work okay. and, and and that's yeah. a, a a real risk that you you have to face as a as a as a as an outspoken pro-Palestinian activist, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not, I'm not like a, like a, a I wouldn't classify myself per se, as an activist per se. Like I'm not super public. I'm not like leading marches or, you know, being the organizer, but I am definitely public about my stance and, and it always kind of gives me anxiety and pause, you know? I bet. Oh, dude. But yeah, yeah. yeah being able to raise 2,800 was like, so to, to kind of bring this full circle to, to raise 2,800 as a label being public about Palestine and having all these people rally behind it and, and support it was, I, I don't even know how to explain it to you. It was like heartwarming. It's like, I, you, you know, I could cry about it basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, holy crap. It's like, this is so cool. Meanwhile, this band Infant Island um, was doing their own uh, raffle and we were like tweeting and DMing one another and, and, <laughs> and, and, and support, supporting each other. And I think they raised just as much from from their own kind of like two record raffle because they're that badass but um that was really cool <laughs> to kind of like be- between the both of us we raised i think five thousand wow um, yeah but the cool thing about my one was um the night i was gonna donate i got some like email from the people i was gonna donate it to and they said like anonymous donor will match all donations tonight and so i like immediately did it and no so it was like, way yeah yeah it, it got doubled so yeah i, I don't know i i'm uh, uh i'm humbled by by uh, what I was able to raise, and and I'm 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 yeah super super proud and grateful for that, dude. And dude, uh, that's so I I love that so much. And like again, something like I I heard it from I think it was the the you no know, it, it was Thomas Eric from uh, the Fall of Troy. Like like at one point he said something that like uh, I made. I, I, I created this music and someone came up to him one point and said like, Hey, your music stopped me from killing myself. And he was like, Holy oh. fuck. Like I created something literally out of nothing. No one's created this song before. 
and this saved someone's life. And like, dude, like you created something out of out of nothing. You wanted to do something for the like the the community, like like the world basically. And you raised fucking 2800. Dude, that that's mind-blowing, dude. Yes. It was so cool. Like yeah, yeah, like yeah, I I was I was high for days off that. I was high <laughs> for days from doing it and then seeing that the the donations pouring in and the support and the love and the like I, I don't remember, but like I tweeted this one thing and it got like, you know, like several hundred likes and retweets Sick. and quote tweets. And, and I, I was just like, this is, this is the most liberating. Uh, this is the most liberated I've ever felt. You know, yeah. something that's like the most kind of core part of my identity has finally been like, okay to like be open about. And like, you know, I've almost had to like be hidden about it, you know, because yeah. I'm scared. I, I don't want to offend people. I don't want them to think like I don't value their existence or that this is like anti-Semitic or it is. But now I, I think that like the world finally understands the, the the situation. They also understand the like propaganda and like gaslighting tactics yeah. and understand that like this is the proper like you know, the, like point of view. This is uh, you know, it's it's not about religion. It's about like human rights. You know, it's yeah. about apartheid. It's about like ethnic cleansing and genocide. And so, I, I, I'm a I, you know, I'm proudly Palestinian. I'm able to be public about that. I'm telling you this without worrying that I'm going to get my ass beat tomorrow. <laughs> and that's yeah. something that I'm really happy about. And I'm, I'm I'm stoked to be able to do. I'm proud of it, dude. I uh, I love that, dude. <laughs> like that, dude. That is, man. That makes me so. I'm hoping a beer for that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was hoping you were gonna comment on that, dude. I I heard it. I was like, oh, dude, that's that's dope, dude, <laughs> dude. Like that that makes me so happy to know that like like you're 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 able to like freely talk about it. Which like you, you like you said you probably could have, but the thing is like you felt like you may have looked like down upon or something like that, which fucking blows, dude. Like, like I mean, look, I, to be, to be on, very honest with you, I still do. Whenever yeah, I speak course. out yeah, on I my bet. Instagram, I, I still have that fear behind, you know, in, in the back of my head of like, does someone misunderstand this? Does someone, do, but it's not my fucking problem. It's yeah, not yes. my problem. It, it's just not I, like, sorry. I'm sorry that this is, this is my life. My life sort of sucks in a way because I think about this and it, I think about like, the humanity of my people and it's like not really awarded to them and that yeah. sucks you know yeah uh, so like it's hard to like truly be happy in a world where it's just so unjust you know man dude that fucking blows dude like it's just it's just not it's not fair dude like it's just like it's not you like god dude i i just i don't even like i can't even like i i just don't even know what to say that just fucking blows dude like to know that like you, you like even though like you were like yeah i feel better about it but like i still have to feel like oh fuck like it's like looking over your shoulder at all times it's like dude like what the fuck's sure. gonna happen like fuck that yeah. dude no one should have to sure. fucking feel like that like dude i'm just glad that you got to a, a level where you felt like more comfortable with it that's that's one of the one things that matters the most like at, agreed at, agreed yeah dude like fuck yeah dude i'm stoked that's so sick dude Really, thank you, thank you. Yeah, of course. And then, so, dude. Uh, okay, so I got I got one more question for you. Of course. So, if your label was a TV show or a movie, what would it be? Oh shit, <laughs> that, that, that's a good one. Interesting. Yeah. Um, huh. It's funny because you asked that of someone, so I could have actually thought ahead of time <laughs> about what my answer would be. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That that's a really good question. Um, huh. I uh, my my like guilty pleasure when things are kind of when I just kind of want to kill time and kind of giggle to myself. I, I watch a lot of Friends. <laughs> oh, how nice. about we go with how about we go with Friends because um, they're a really tight knit group of friends. Yeah. Um, and they uh, they just kind of like you know bond really well together. Um, maybe that's some sort of like a draw, like a, a, par a parallel to how the, the kind of the 12 gauge family is. Like I tend to be friends with every, you know, all of my bands and we all kind of see eye, eye to eye on uh, with, with one another. And like, we do kind of develop real relationships beyond just that of like the label and the record and the release. So I don't know, maybe it's friends, I guess. <laughs> Dude, that's sick. No, man. Like, like i think i've only ever heard that one once so like dude oh, really? yeah dude which is surprising because that's such a fucking huge show and like and like dude no that that and it makes sense because yeah you want to be friends with what you're with what you're doing like that's fucking perfect totally totally dude 
dude uh, dude okay well then dude what I, like Dude, thank you for coming on. This has been so much fucking oh, fun, dude. Uh, of course, it, it has been. It has been. I'm, I'm happy to, to chat about whatever. If you, if you have other things that are on your mind, I'm happy to chat through them. Oh, dude, that's so sick. Like, to me, like, I'm not kidding. Like, this has been one of the fastest ones because usually I go for an hour and I, like, I remember, like, I was like, I was like, oh, we're probably like 10 minutes in. And then it said, I, I looked at the time. And it was 40 minutes. I was like, holy fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> it has, it, it's definitely gone smoothly. I, I, I definitely, I wasn't sure how, I, this is my first time doing something like this. Um, oh whoa. i don't get i don't get press like no no, no uh no, no one writes about me or talks about me but um this is my first time i really am very appreciative of the opportunity but uh, you know I, I didn't know what to expect so it's been such a cool chat it's been very free flow casual yeah um i i, I appreciate your kind of attitude towards things you, you've allowed me to be very kind of open and honest and i think you're getting a very kind of true version of me here Dude, oh, dude, that's honestly exactly what I want. And like, it, like to know that I got that, it makes me like fucking like, dude, I did my job like on 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 For accident. Sure. Like, I, I'm just like, I'm just talking to some dude that like is fucking dope. Like, that's that's the thing. Like, I wanted, I like I've said it a million times on this podcast, but like, I wanted this to be a conversation. Like, I don't want it to feel like a fucking interview. Like, it's like, oh, like I know I asked you like, what's your favorite band? But like, I'm not asking it like in like, hello, well. If you don't answer it, I'm just going to move on to the next question. Like, I, I want to converse about things. Like, I fucking, really? I love the conversation, dude. And this is, this, dude, I've had so much fucking fun. This is like, you're a fucking cool dude. Thank you. No, no, I, I appreciate it. It has been, it has been, it has been great. I, I appreciate that much. Hell yeah, dude. Well, what, I, what I'm going to do is like, say like a, a fake goodbye. And then I'm going to talk to you right after ending the podcast. Got it. Thank you. Okay, dude. Thank you for coming on. Seriously, dude. I'll talk to you later. Um, my pleasure. See you. The episode has come to a close. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not a TV guy. But, but okay. Anyways, I this this one was so much fun. I know. I know. I say that almost episode, but like this, Jihad was. Oh, I. I don't even know. He was way too much fun to talk to. I loved hearing about. Oh man, everything about like his his label's so fucking cool and like please go buy stuff right now from Twelve Gauge Records. It's like he's put out so many fucking perfect bands. Like it's it's insane. But he was so much fun and like you know what I'm I'm already gonna have you agree with me, everyone that listened. I know you agree because he's fucking dope. Like oh man, just like every like the way he 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 functions is is perfect. This is. It's this is exactly what you want on a label. It's it's just great. Oh man, I was I'm just so happy. So dude, thank you so much for coming on. And dude, Rob, thank you for thank you for suggesting this. This was he was so fucking cool. It was awesome. But oh man, thank you. But uh but yeah. Hey, guess what? Anyone that's listening, thank you for listening. And hey, and if you're the if you're new here, hello, nice to meet you. But like this this has been this is so much fun and i said it before but like thank you for listening this means so much and if you're like donating any sort of money or like subscribing in any sort of way thank you so so much it means the world to me that me just being able to talk to people and becoming friends or just like straight up just doing whatever it's just so much fun to me and i love this and just thank you so much It, it it means the world to me and you know what I'm going to say? Have a good day. Usually I don't say day. So that's it. Okay, see? So now I'm... I'm uh, but anyways, have a great everything. I hope you have a great everything. And I will see you on the next episode. <laughs>